That's okay. maybe that's their tagline. Leagues Cup. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a more Philly Union, the podcast where we swear to talk about the Philly Union, the whole Philly Union, and nothing but the Philly Union, with as few digressions as possible. We are the hosts. I'm Paul. I'm C. And I'm E. Some housekeeping for us this week uh, for our Help Us Help the You challenge. We're up to 403 downloads. Thank you, everybody who's been checking us out. We uh, picked up 16 this week. And again, just a reminder. Uh, the help us help the you challenge is as soon as we can get the thousand downloads, we'll make a donation to the union foundation. And the earlier we get to a thousand in the uh, season, the more money we will dedicate or we'll donate. Uh, so every month we beat before the end of the season, uh, we'll donate an extra hundred dollars. I realized that um, yesterday, the day before that, the original idea behind the uh, the challenge was to hit those thousand downloads before we got to 50 episodes and in my mind now i just i forget i've completely just written off the 50 episodes like let's get to that thousand do it well i mean i think with the current download rate we're we're probably going to beat that because this is what episode 15 16 17 something like that Uh, 17 yeah 17 so yeah i think i think we're safe to i think we'll probably beat the uh 50 episode 50 but it yeah, would be I think fun so to uh, to get that thousand early would be fun so spread the word hopefully you're enjoying this hopefully you know our our downloads are our multiple downloads from same people hopefully. Uh, eric where's the most recent downloads from um well we do have um uh new listeners uh from north carolina so welcome north carolina i feel like we're trying to you know collect uh all the states so <laughs> we, we have a, a good number i should tally up how many we have so far but you know um surprisingly a lot of silence from the actual midwest um we haven't really um not a lot of penetration out there i guess you know i mean you know just given the distribution of family slight disappointment there's not more downloads from the midwest but that's yeah. okay you know we know people are busy that's all right we get it and you know you're not from philly um but, uh, guilt works well with your family so we can start yeah you know, turning the screws it, it's okay i understand you can't listen that it's okay i just appreciate you just just even looking at us on the google feed you can almost a... hear mom right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's really good at it isn't he <laughs> so right. so north carolina and and and, and, and how's the uh the race between california and virginia is that still happening or is that uh, uh let's take a look i know uh california has been a little quiet of late as well um so did that give virginia i'm pulling it up here did that give virginia the edge the, the room they needed to uh jump into the lead here pulling up statistics um which is i spend probably a, a lot of time on the statistics page um yeah this month um no wait stand by we don't want to yeah this month uh virginia has taken the lead um actually california is not even showing up yet this month wow Um, so yeah i mean of course pennsylvania is for our most listeners virginia is in second uh jersey is a close third followed by massachusetts all right very cool um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's fun. So thanks for everyone for listening in. At least it gives me, yeah. I get to look at colorful maps of the US and the world. Um, it's kind of Green funny to colors. think that worldwide, uh, the United Kingdom is our third most or fourth most listening demographic. So uh, thank you, England. Uh, or United Kingdom, the birthplace of 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 soccer or football yes. or whatever you want us to call yeah. it. So, getting into the the game from this past weekend, the Union uh, took their nine game unbeaten streak out to the West Coast to take on San Jose. Going into the game, the Union were in third in the East. San Jose was fifth in the West. Um, and unfortunately, that ended the Union streak. Yeah, they took the streak out west and left it there. <laughs> Baggage claim somebody lost it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, getting the double digits would have been nice, but, it, it, you know, it was it, – we knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, you know, our predictions, you know, yeah, we were hopeful. What was it – how did you put it, Christy, last week? Have we uh, totally – bought into the overconfidence or something like that uh, i believe it was the uh increasing altitude of overconfidence yep. yeah 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 so um you know san jose reminded us that there are other good teams in this league and and uh you know the union are going to union are going to run into them from time to time and we're also going to run into the best version of other teams because mm-hmm. when the union are doing well the other teams roll out their best players mm-hmm. they play up to that yeah, and San Jose was defending their unbeaten home streak as well. Yeah. Um, so trying to extend it. And, uh, and they did. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the union rolled out their 3-5-2, 5-3-2, whatever you want to call it. 5-6-7-H <laughs> uh, Um they, they they rolled out uh, Damian Lowe, Glessness, and Elliott in the back. They did have Wagner, and they had Harriel outright. Yeah, on the wings. Um, and then in the midfield, they had Bueno and Flock and Gajdog. Mm-hmm. And uh, up top, they had Carranza and Ura. Mm-hmm. We knew that Martinez wasn't going to be there because of yellow card accumulation. So it made sense for them to put Bueno in. was a little curious to see what they would do since McGlynn was back mm-hmm. uh, from the World Cup. And you know, I wasn't sure if they were going to stick with the 3-5-2 or run out a 4-4-2. Um, obviously without Martinez there, the four four two gets a little bit more dicey. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely felt his absence on the field. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in, you know, main stories of this game, uh, it really felt like, you know, San Jose was playing a good game. They were very yeah. active in their midfield. They, they they transitioned well. They got the ball out wide. They had very very potent attack out wide. Um, you could see that all game long. But I think for me, it was Danielle's performance in net that really just capped this game for San Jose. And once again, proves that you know if you run into a keeper playing hot, I mean a hot keeper can win you games mm-hmm. as a team. He uh, is new to the team uh, as of this year, and uh, he was doing a great job. He really was. Yeah. Well, he played very well. I mean, it helped that, that San Jose got the first goal pretty darn fast. It was the sixth or seventh or eighth, eighth minute uh, of Bobasi. Um, you know, there's a, a break on, on the run. Um, 
the union defense tracks back, slows down. I think that was Cade Cowell on, out left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Glasness and Harriel start pressuring him, and he makes a cutback play, finds a Bobasi just outside the box. And you can actually – I've watched the replay a few times now. Like You can see Elliot recognize that he's tracked too far back and he's turning to, to challenge Abobasi as Abobasi takes a shot. And Elliot actually kind of pulls his foot back because he doesn't want to deflect it and, and make Blake miss it. And, and you know, to 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 Abobasi's credit, it was a well-taken shot, low side yeah. netting. Um, you know, Blake did make a sprawl, but he couldn't quite get there far enough to, yeah. to knock the ball out. Yeah, it was it was a well constructed goal. Um, the actual shot itself was a little soft, but it was just so far right. There was no way Blake was going to really get a finger on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I like to think they scored in that Union time frame window. I feel like we've been sitting on that goal in the first fifteen minute slot for a while. So, um, yeah, as I was going through my notes from last week and. Uh, I was scrolling down. It's just, you know, eighth minute goal. It's like, oh, yeah, but this time it's not for the union. It's for, for uh, San Jose. Um, yeah. But. Um, well, that said, the union did score within the first 20 minutes. They did get in there. Yes, they did. They did come in. Um, you know, because once again, the union still does show their resiliency and they're you know, mm-hmm. back and forth, at, you know, going after it. Uh, they get a corner kick. Kai Wagner puts a ball into just outside the six yard box and, and somehow Damian Lowe ends up totally on his own, mm-hmm. completely square to the goal, makes a nice, easy jump and, and powers a header past uh, yep. Danielle. I mean, yeah. Danielle did get a hand to it, but it was just too much pace from the corner and then Lowe's head and, and he just fires it home in like the 17th minute. Yeah, it was, um, well, it was Lowe's first goal for the union. Um, yeah, he kind of muscled his way um, amongst the defenders to give himself a little room. And, you know, um, yeah, he made that space and got up and got his head to the ball. Um, right before that uh, corner kick, uh, we noticed you could hear, because uh, I guess the the fans there didn't think the ball when it went out should have been a corner kick, right? It should have been a goal kick. And we started getting the, the typical chance of FU ref. Um, um had a nice kind of a home game feel at that point. <laughs> uh, so maybe uh, San Jose is the Philly of the West. Anyway, um, yeah, I did and, have a, I did have a quick question. Just mentioning Abobasi and his goal earlier. He had that like thing wrapped around his neck. Like, what was that? Yeah, I just um, was doing a little research on that, and it is actually apparently he had a, a really bad concussion um, in 2020, and um, it ended his season. Thanks. And um, so he now wears this. It's called a Q collar. Um, it's um, approved by the FDA. Um, it's um, I'm going reading here clearly uh, applies compressive force to the neck um, and increases blood volume in order to reduce brain movement within the cranial space, which Ooh, can occur due to repetitive impacts to the head. So it's um, sort of like a pressure, a blood pressure cuff that keeps whoa. blood in the, in the head, the that, you know, like you said, the cranium. Yes. Yeah, so to wear that around your neck, one wonders what that feels like, but um, uh, 
So it, uh, FDA does say it does not replace helmets um, or any kind of padding, um, but should be used with other protective sports equipment since there isn't really any of that in in soccer. Um, I guess he's using it on its own. But yeah, that that is what it's for. I was wondering the same thing. It reminded me when I just saw it without knowing it reminded me of like the cooling that's what i thought it was yeah so yeah and i actually thought i saw like a droplet of water on it but i thought well why would he be able to wear that and other people yeah. wouldn't because it seems like everybody should have those mm -hmm. but that explains a lot so yeah that's that's exactly what it was okay that's hey, useful bit, tidbit of information that i had not seen anywhere else that's that's interesting i'm also curious as to how effective what it is i mean obviously the fda approves it so um, you know, I can see that, you know, if you put pressure on the, the veins, veins, uh, bringing blood back to the heart then mm -hmm. you know, you would build up blood volume in the head, but that's an interesting approach to it. Um, certainly, certainly respect the man for wanting to avoid having any more, uh, concussions. Don't want to have a, a you know, a, a, another career cut short, like Taylor Twelvin's was, mm -hmm. um, you know. Bobas, he's a good player. You know, no, yeah. you know, respect to him for it for sure. But yep. I was just curious what that was. But it was good to see Damian Lowe get ahead to the ball and get 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 it leveled. Um, but then a shame to see him go down and about six seven minutes later and have to yeah. get subbed off. Yeah, yeah, I had uh, um, visions of uh, Josie Altador in the World Cup that first game when he himself pulled up holding his hamstring and then he was out and. Uh, um, do we ever do we find out um, what that was? I listened to the post game press conference, but Jim didn't have any information right. as to what precisely would happen. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully it's nothing serious. It will mm -hmm. be interesting to see if Jim might consider rolling out the three five two with Brendan Craig though, because Craig apparently did a really good job in the World Cup. Um, mm -hmm. Now that would mean that their backup center back would then be Odata, um, who has never seen some time for yeah. for the union. Um, I'm not even sure if he's played for the union too. Probably has, uh, and um, or if he'll switch more fully to the mm -hmm. four four two. Hopefully, by the time they have their next game, Bedoya will be back, and it will be a moot point. Yeah, exactly. Um... You know he'll be able to roll out the four four two with Craig as his backup center back and and still be able to go. So twenty four minutes in, they switch from the three five two back to the four four two. McGlynn gets back on the field for the first time yeah. since the what was the game that they held him? That they got the dispensation for him to play was that Colorado, I think, um, before the before the World Cup, and he was certainly you know instrumental in in orchestrating a bunch of union attacks and, you know his foot still nice and, you know, what's the phrase cultured finding yeah. lots of open <laughs> space for the union players to yeah. run onto and and you know <laughs> one of the frustrating parts about this game is as good as danielle played uh danielle played you know the union just seemed to just want to miss the ball i mean carranza had that sitter right before halftime where um yeah who was it that made the cutback was that uh bueno bueno made a cutback yeah. pass to the Carranza running into the box he was all alone 
nobody within three yards of him and he just totally put it over the net from like 15 yards out let me be clear it's something that happens to everybody to put it over yeah. off target like that but when you got a guy who's as hot as Carranza has yep. been just to put it on frame I you know it would have yeah. been an easy easy yeah. goal yeah it was, those were a little frustrating to to watch um it got worse too because I remember in the second half they actually flashed up the expected goals counts. Oh, really? And, and at that point it was one-one, and uh, the expected goals for San Jose was like 0. 0.6. The expected goals for the Union was one point four. We had so many uh, shots. Um, you know, going into halftime would have been a huge difference to be up two to one yeah. rather than tied one to one. Yeah. Um, because you know the union would have been ahead san jose would have had chase uh would have been playing more into the union's hand but that's not the case so you know they come back from halftime one one game and and you know teams are you know it's active it was an entertaining game i think uh um related to that montero uh, playing for San Jose. So first, I didn't realize this is actually his second year with San Jose. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he's been off the team for that long. Um, but uh, he was just hustling that entire everywhere. Game. He was everywhere. going after that ball, and you know, I, I'm I like what the team's doing, and I mean, who am I to really <laughs> have a judgment about you know what should and shouldn't happen on the field? But uh, I liked and still like Montero. You know, so. Um, it was great seeing him play the way he plays. Um, yeah, I'm not happy with the final result of the game, um, but it was it was nice seeing him out there just uh, stepping to every ball. He was getting uh, between Harriel and Bueno. He was just getting knocked around the field. And um, yeah, he still has it, in my opinion. He still has it. So, hey, congrats to San Jose uh, for for. Yeah, yeah, I hope down. he's happy out there. I know yeah. that that was part of his concern here in Philadelphia, and yeah, um, yeah he certainly certainly seems to be embracing the, you know being part of that team. And he was part of that uh, part of the third goal in this game too. Uh, there was a turnover deep in the Union part of the field. Uh, you know, went past, went through a couple of uh, San Jose players, and then they found this this left back streaking up the field you know, 20 yards out or so. And, and it, you know, they made a nice pass. He takes a touch late you know, out in front of him. And before the union defense can close him down, he just rips a shot yeah. from outside about 20 yards, 22 yards out top right corner. And Blake just has to watch it go past. Yeah. There's, I mean, it was, it was as the one announcer called it, it was a laser. I mean, yeah. it was just yep. beautiful. Yeah. Like if that doesn't get considered for a goal of the week or not win goal of the week, uh, mm-hmm. well, to be fair, it's probably not going to. It's probably not going to win the goal of the week because I believe Zella Ryan Ryan scored one from half field. So that's covered any other top. week it would probably <laughs> win goal of the week because it was so well struck. Yeah, and it was. from a left back, you do not expect yeah. that. It was you know. Respect to, I think his name was Trouco or something Trouco, like that. Or at least that's how they're pronouncing it. Yeah. Um, Peruvian shout out to our friend Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if that first goal against uh, the Union was was pretty unstoppable, this one was absolutely impossible. I mean, there was no way. There's no way. I mean, I know Blake can can kind of 
bend the curvature of space time to affect gravity to a certain extent, but it was even beyond his uh, superpowers. Uh, I just couldn't even tell where it came from. I mean, I was watching and I just, it all of a sudden just seemed to almost seemed like someone just threw it into the net. <laughs> yeah. With extreme speed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even throughout this game, right. When the union were, were level and then now they're trailing. Um, I mean, this is maybe poor compensation, but you know, it did feel like the union were ratcheting up the pressure then like they mm-hmm. were, you know, it's kind of pressure that had been great, you know, 15 minutes earlier, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. they were not, I don't say they weren't panicking, but they were, they were, they were pushing, they were dialing up the pressure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, even, even curtain subs, yep. uh, you know, he put in Donovan, he put in Torres, you know, he was looking to generate attacking pressure mm-hmm. and, and try to make, get something out of this game. Yeah. I mean, he knew and, he, he knew they were going to have a, a ten day wait before the next game, so he wants. I'm sure he was thinking, I want to make sure that we pl- go out on a, on a high note as best we can. Yeah, I mean the 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 unit did a good job of keeping the ball on San Jose's side of the field for like the last I don't know 15 minutes. They just kept circling like sharks. They just kept wailing yeah. away, but just you know san jose just kept clearing the ball to the midfield yeah well but but by the end i thought if if there had you know it's what is what's the joke about you know you don't lose you just run out of time yeah Mm -hmm. um you know so i i really felt like they were starting to flag it Mm -hmm. really looked like they were starting to flag um who's they uh, sorry the other team san jose earthquakes um uh and um yeah, I just I thought they were starting to flag, and if the if we had had a little bit more time, you know, yeah, it, it would I have, agree. Um, it kind of looked like us in the older days when when the conditioning wasn't always there, and you know, bench wasn't always as deep, mm-hmm. um, and can still happen now depending on what's going on. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, yeah, it really looked like they were flagging. Yeah, but unfortunately, the time you know was was against us. And uh, you know, referee blew the whistle and did the union's nine game unbeaten streak. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, fortunately, the union stayed in third. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the, the other teams around them didn't didn't you know jump too far away. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati is ahead by ten goal, uh, ten points now. Uh, Nashville's up by two, and now the union are tied with New England with England. thirty points. Yeah. Um, union still have the edge on uh, other tiebreakers, so they're they're technically in third in the East. Mm. Um, but yeah, so you know, not not quite the finish we want. Although Eric, it looks like you did predict the right score line. <laughs> score. You had the teams reversed. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I guess that gets you like half a point. I don't know. Now, uh, Christie's um, scoreline finally came up. Yeah, just not in the right direction. Not the right direction. That's right. Um, it's interesting. I was looking at the stats um, from the MLS site, so I don't know how they were reported uh, on the broadcast. But uh, in some respects, like on paper, just looking at these numbers, and if I didn't tell you the score and I asked you who won this game, it'd be like, oh, yeah, the Union won. Because there was actually some atypical union stats that were put up so first off they had a higher possession rate yeah right when we were when we were really putting on the pressure there in the second half we wound up getting the majority of possession in the game so Hmm. roughly uh what is that 48 to 52 percent so union had about 52 percent a little bit more 
Uh, we outshot um, San Jose, 18 to 10. We wow. outshot the goal on shots on goals, seven to two. Uh, I didn't realize that the keeper was that busy, but there were some close calls there in front of the goal and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, McGlynn had that beautiful shot towards the end of the game. That yes. looked like it was going to go into the yes. upper corner and he yeah. got a hand to it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carranza had a couple wide shots. Um, um, yeah. right, another one, another stat we usually don't lead on total passes and pass passing accuracy. Usually we we have the less, uh, the right. lower value, but we, we had the, the larger value on that one. Um, so that was like, I was looking through these numbers. I'm thinking like, if you didn't tell me that we lost two to one, you know, it'd be like majority of possession, most shots, most shots on goal, most shots blocked, most total passes, most higher passing accuracy, more corners, six to one on the corners, wow. uh, more crosses, um, more tackles one, right? It's like, oh yeah, we probably won this game. No, we lost two one. Um we did we did win on the number of fouls, so um a little Yay. bit of a little bit of a palindrome, right? Twelve to twenty-one. So um <laughs> twenty-one twelve. Twenty-one twelve. Um uh yeah, so I was anyway, that was kind of so interesting. it wasn't so much that the union played poorly, they just didn't play well enough <laughs> yeah. and they didn't finish. You know, yeah. it was it really was finish. Like we, it was the finish. Yeah. Yeah, it was it just once again it was the union just their their uh, I don't know if their scoring boots were in the luggage that got left behind with the union's uh, winning streak or an unbeaten yeah. streak, but yeah, this could I, not get their target you know I hit think, the target when they needed to. Yeah, I think the uh, the union strategy was written by M Night Shyamalan. Like the first ninety percent was great; it was that last ten percent that fell apart. <laughs> All right, so moving on, um, not a whole lot of union-related news, except that uh, Wrexham is coming to town. Every day, things are getting better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right, so they're coming to play uh, Union 2. Um, mm-hmm. End of July? End of July. July 28th or something yeah. like that? that. That, I'll be honest, that might be a fun game to go watch, you know? Um, yeah, I do especially- think it's interesting they're playing Union 2. Yeah, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. Well, because they're fourth division in England. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus the union probably are I don't remember exactly what their schedule is like. I'm not sure yeah. if it's um conducive for them to be playing what is essentially a preseason game for Wrexham. Yeah. Um at, with with the congestion of scheduled games that the the main union team has makes sense for them to roll out union two. Now I would expect that there's probably it's going to be union two or union 1.5, maybe mm-hmm. uh, where they'll probably play some of their lesser starters. Maybe like mm-hmm. some of the guys who don't start every game might play in that game against yeah. Rex. Yeah. I assumed it was just yeah, scheduling overall, but yeah, yeah, definitely the division could play into it. I, um, I wonder and I hope that Wrexham will play with their Eagles green jerseys. I think that would be that would be pretty cool. <laughs> to be honest, if they were selling them at the stadium, I could see them people buying them, <laughs> um, which is such a great, uh, I think, decision to have that as their alternate jerseys, the the Eagles green. I, I that think is cool. they might have retired those, oh. sadly, um, because I'm not sure how well they played in Wales. Um <laughs> It might have caused some confusion. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but um, 
but yeah. It's, so um, the 28th is two days after the Union play Carataro in the League's Cup. Okay. So, you know, oh, Lord. it could be that, you know, whoever the Union don't play in that game, they'll play in the Union 2 game against uh, Wrexham. Okay. Um, so, you know, hopefully they'll just roll out a whole set of secondary players for the League's Cup and just get out of that and then go play their starters against Wrexham. And make it a fun party <laughs> down at the yeah. Park. Be, yeah. That would be a lot more fun than yeah. League's Cup. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Which I guess uh, Lee's Cup. I don't know if you want to jump in the Lee's Cup. That starts on the on the twenty first. And not really. Yeah. That's all. That's all I gotta say <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah. No, I did want to bring up the one bit of news when I was looking at the team in the match day. I saw that Brendan Burke was named coach of the match day. Um, which surprised me since he's not actually a head coach. He was <laughs> filling in for uh, Ben Olsen, who apparently got uh, got got um, what's him called? He was he was he was yellow carded or red carded from uh, <laughs> coaching the Houston Dynamo against LAFC. And Brandon Burke came in, and apparently Houston shellacked uh, LAFC this weekend, and nice. and earned Brendan the uh, the coach of the match day. Hey. Which, you know, this he, he guy used to coach for different union youth teams. Uh, I really, I, I thought he was interesting, interesting coach. He, I remember reading articles, interviews with him. He, he seemed really interesting, and 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 you know, came up through the union coaching ranks. I was hoping he'd stick around, but you know, things didn't work out. And now he's co- he's an assistant down in in Houston. Mm-hmm. Gets a chance to step up for a game and wins coach of the match day. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, two two things to celebrate. You know, former union coach winning a uh, award and LAFC loses the game. So. And if you do want to talk anything about League's Cup, go ahead. I'm just I, I'm kind of sick of it at this point. No, no. that was it. I was like, and don't forget, League's Cup starts July 21st. That's no, all I'd, I got to say. I'd talk about Women's World Cup before I oh, talk yeah, about that's... League's Cup, but yeah. it's just me. We all know how I feel about side terms. Yeah, maybe we'll have to change it to a, 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 a I don't know. We'll have to find another name for or another lead in for the for the podcast during League's Cup just to yeah. talk Women's World Cup because uh, <laughs> I agree, I'm much more interested in that than in the yeah. League's Cup. It's really interesting. Like I have not heard any podcasts that really seem excited about the League's Cup. They're all just like, "Yeah, this is a money yeah. grab. Why are we doing it?" Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. investor tagline. Leeds Cup. Why? <laughs> Let's just leave that right there. That was perfect. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, as far as union news, Bedoya is still out. Um, definitely starting to get a little concerned. Um, yeah. What was supposed to be mild is, is, you know, kept him out this long. Granted, why rush him back when we've got a break? Uh, let him heal yeah. up completely. Hopefully, he'll be back before. So the union, um, you know, when they when they get back after this break, they've got six games between the twenty first of June and the fifteenth of of July before their break for League's Cup. Um, wow, so six games! Okay. They're going to be busy in those couple of weeks and. Um, you know, four of them are away. Two of them are at home. One is against Miami, and the other is against New New York at uh, NYCFC. Um, and they're also playing Nashville and LA in that in that group, as well as Atlanta and Orlando. Orlando away. 
Um, so it's going to be a lot of games and some tough ones in that group. Now, fortunately, Philly's playing at home against Miami before the big, you know, switches, big, big mix-ups. Um, so, but Allie luckily is well enough to appear on uh, the union's social doing what <laughs> appears to be a pretty solid impersonation of Jim Curtin. So if you haven't seen that, I would recommend um, looking into it. Yeah, we should probably repost that or, or, yeah. or, or yeah. share it or what have you. Yeah. I can go ahead and do that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it was recorded recently. <laughs> so. Yeah, hopefully. Um, once again, credit, you know, thank you for this to the social media team from the union. They're doing, uh, doing a great job this season. <laughs> yeah, they are. Do we yeah. want to talk messy? I brought up Miami. Nobody mentioned anything. Do we even want to talk about Let's, it? Let's. I mean, it's I a mean, huge elephant in the room, but I'm good, fine ignoring it. No, but it's the elephant everybody's already talking about. So there's nothing new to talk about. This, I mean, this is this is pretty huge. Um, um, I just, it's kind of funny. It'll be interesting to see, like you know, after a year from now, or whatever, as the dust settles, just you know how seismic is this shift i've heard that phrase a couple times but um i mean the couple of the stats that i found i thought were kind of just fun you know and these aren't ones that i uncovered i just basically plagiarizing from other people uncovering but how the new york times sports section had their whole front page of that section was all about messy wow and like the whole nba finals and the stanley cup were like put onto page two so i mean that's just a sense of like the magnitude of the attention like nationally and worldwide that's gonna fall on our league right um but the fun one was the the inter miami uh instagram account uh it had like whatever so many posts and it had one million followers and literally one more post later which was about messy it went they gained over four million followers in one post about messy coming um that's amazing yeah i mean yeah i mean messy you know goes to a supermarket and buy something and the whole world like knows about it. So like the fact that this is going on here and, and our little league is, I don't know. It's, 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 it's seismic. It's seismic. Yeah. It's really, it's like, mm-hmm. it's literally like the average. I mean, I, I love our league. It's great and all that. So I'm not trying to put it down. But it's like, it's like some just regular working Joe just won a million bucks. What's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, we just got, arguably the greatest one of the greatest players to ever play soccer football you know whatever in our league wow okay it's like yeah this is gonna be this is gonna be something um it is and i hope he comes and i hope he plays i mean the the man just won a world cup yep yeah Mm -hmm. we're, we're we're nine months out from him winning a world cup with with uh with argentina and like that's that's He's now playing in, in MLS. Yeah. Now he's playing in Miami for whatever reason, and there's certainly some 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 fun conspiracy theories as to how that happens and how mm-hmm. you know suddenly Phil Neville loses the job there, ends up in Canada. <laughs> and, uh, you know who, who who's coming back to coach him, and, and you know there was some weird. Uh, I think that what was it? There was a, a trade earlier this year where like Miami shifts off shift off shipped off like one or two players got two players back and a huge amount of money 
And suddenly now they're getting messy. And it's like, wait a second, this doesn't seem quite right. Yeah. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And, and it's, and it would be nice if one of these boondoggles would occasionally happen for the union. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, I, I, Messi's a great player. And I think it's, it brings a lot of potential to the league, right? Well, hopefully yeah. it'll all go for good. Um, with that said, I hope when he comes to Philly with, with Miami, we absolutely destroy him. I would love to see what Martinez would do against him. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'd like to think that the Union didn't win MLS Cup last year because we're going to face Miami. I guess, no, we can't face Miami. They're in our league. Never mind. I would say we'd face them in the MLS Cup and we would beat them. So it's like, yeah, we won the Cup. When we were facing a team that had messy, so at the risk of sounding like Alexi Lawless, and I almost feel like I need to spit in the floor after saying that, um, that, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I do remember years ago he had a podcast with Taylor Twelman, and he, he yeah, made big a, head, redhead. Yep, exactly. Oh, yeah, and it was, um, um, he made a really good point um, that just because you have one good player on a team does not yeah. mean that you're going to win yep. and also even just if you have multiple good players on a team now i know messi's mm-hmm. not good etc mm-hmm. um but uh they have to gel and and be a team yeah. so mm-hmm. um it'll be interesting i'm not saying oh nothing's gonna happen this is nothing i, I mean that would be foolish but it'll be interesting to see what what actually does happen um yeah and there's a theory um in particular around mls that players that come in in the mid-season uh window uh, always take a year to really hit their stride so they don't usually do it the year they come in i mean even daniel Gajdog, last year was his first full year with the with the union yeah. and he was right. an ML, he was an mls uh mvp runner-up yeah. You know, it takes a year. It takes some time for them to settle in. So, yeah, I would agree. I don't think Messi's going to turn things around and, and Miami's going to suddenly be a favorite to win the MLS Cup. Yeah. But I do think it's going to be more like David Beckham. David Beckham, as good of a player as he was, what it was more important was about it changed the salary structure for the MLS. Mm-hmm. It changed the appeal of MLS for players outside of the United States to hey consider coming here and playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, you know, that's why we have three designated players allowed for each team. That's why we have general and ta- targeted allocation money structures as they have for, for the team build It's because of players like David Beckham and Ro- um, what, Robbie Keane, Roy Keane, uh, you know, the bunch of other, you know, yeah. Thierry Henry, um, yeah. you know, a bunch of players that with big names come over here and and and, and change the way we play. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the game is played here. Uh, and I think Messi is going to be the next paradigm of yeah. that. I, I think Eric was right. It's going to take a couple of years to really be able to look back and see the influence mm-hmm. that he's had. Um, the other thing that in particular about Messi that I'm most interested in is how much money is he going to make off of his sponsorship with Apple? I've heard something crazy, like basically for every, every, uh, MLS season plus subscriber that they get from like here on out for the next few years, he's going to get some percentage of that, of that signup fund. Wow. So yeah, it's going to be huge because it's worldwide. Apple serves this up worldwide. There's seven, eight billion people on the planet. And, you know, a lot of them are going to be buying uh, MLS season passes because Messi's playing here. And they'll be able to watch him 
everywhere he plays. So this is all a big, um, this is just, all this is is an Apple conspiracy to yeah. um, save their failing MLS bid. Okay, sounds great. I, I, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Go that, like, team. Yeah, the next time we call up Apple with you know tech support, it's actually Lionel Messi on the other line. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> it better be if I need tech support yeah. for the <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's um, awesome. I know. I, I heard um, um, during some interview between some you know talking heads in soccer and the soccer world, basically from this point forward for MLS, uh, this will be before Messi and after Messi. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to build this up too much, but there, I think it's going to be a BM or an AM. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to build up too much. I don't want to give guy too much credit, but I think there's, you know, kind of something to that. But um, with that said, I, you know, I think most of us too are like, I, I am still very proud that the union have this kind of a self-reliant you know, structure. Like we just do everything or do as much as we can in-house. You know, it's like, we don't necessarily have to buy our players, we'll grow our players. Um, you know, I think the a good team's going to have the full spectrum, right, of, bringing in the players like we do, like bringing in Martinez, bringing in God's dog, like bringing in, you know, the, the, the triangle of death. But with that said, I am proud of, you know, kind of this idea that we kind of have a grassroots program in place. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really hoping that this doesn't return us to being the retirement home for the European leagues. Um, because yeah, I, I don't, don't think, think it will, will, but I didn't, you know, that, that, I, I and I know there were positive elements to mm-hmm. that, but it was a bit uh, tiring to be viewed that way. Yeah. And and um, I, I you know with the advent of the youth academies, especially ours, yeah. um, I, I think it's you know we've grown as a league, and I, I feel like that could be a step backwards. Um, well, do you think it's going to? Know... Do you think it's going to bring more money into the total player uh, cost? Yeah, basically, you know, teams are going to have more money now or be willing, the owners are going to be more willing to put more money into their player pool. I'm afraid it's going to squeeze more money out of the fans, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, that's a concern, right? Um... Well, I mean, it's a salary, it's a salary cap based league. Um, you know, there is a limit to how much allocation money each team has to, to spend. Yes, they each have three designated players that the owners can spend whatever they want for them. But other than those three, there's there's a lot of rules around that. I mean, there's also the young designated players and there's homegrown rules. Um, you know, so like Eric was saying, the, we have the union, they they raise a lot of their own players. So they fall under the homegrown rules, which allow them to be paid slightly differently than others. Um, but I just wonder having a player like Messi come in with the is a salary structure that he's going to get, I, I hope means that we're going to see on average player player pay go up which hopefully would then help bring yeah. more talent to the to mls yeah yeah i mean i think you know it's kind of like when any fortune falls in someone's lap right you can always be squandered away right so this is a big opportunity and you know, as the years tick by um and depending on what the league does with the presence of messi running around on our fields um yeah it, it will I got to imagine a lot of other world-class players are going to, you know, 
gives MLS more consideration then for their future plans. Um, now, how does that trickle down, right, to uh, us fans in the seats and stuff like that? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, well, seeing as how they just keep adding 20 and 30 more games per year, uh, <laughs> you know, they don't have to increase per game cost. They can just add more games. the number of games, right? Just got to increase productivity out of our workers. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's exciting. It's exciting. Well, I don't think any of us can really predict yeah. um, what will happen. I mean, you could pull a Lampard and uh, play a couple times and, yeah. and bail. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm sure that there's clauses all around. Sorry, this. I don't mean Lampard. I mean Gerard, don't I? No, Lampard. For no, it was Lampard. That was Lampard. NYCFC. No, but there was someone who came for a hot minute and left. Uh, well, Gerard yeah. played for LA for I don't know how long he played, and Pirlo went to New York City. Yeah, as well. I think I think it was Gerard who came and then left immediately. And first, I always got Gerard and Lampard. Yeah, I always juxtapose this too. I, also, if next to each other, I wouldn't. But yeah, regardless. Anyway, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Exciting times, I guess. Yeah, interesting times. <laughs> Like like the old uh, Asian curse, right? May you live in interesting times. That's all the news that we've got right now for this week. The union are off until the 21st. So we're planning on recording again on the 20th. So we don't really have any union games to discuss for to end this episode. Yeah, no homework. Yay. <laughs> a free night. And everybody gets a, you know, a day to relax or an episode to relax. So we will be back next Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk about the upcoming union games on the 21st and the 24th. We'll probably talk a little bit of the Gold Cup um, and any union news that happens between now and then. Mm-hmm. You guys have anything else for this week? Nope. All right. So uh, you, once again, you can find us on our website, amorephillyunion.com. You can email us at pod at amorephillyunion.com. Twitter, we are a more Philly U. Instagram and YouTube, a more Philly Union. And you can get our podcast wherever you download yours Google, Apple, Spotify, you know, whatever, whatever system you use. Mm-hmm. Please subscribe, like, comment, and uh, let people know that if, whether or not you're enjoying it and, and, you know, see if we can't get our numbers up to help us help the U. Yeah. Drop us a line. And I don't know, depending on what you got to say, we might share it on. And talk about it. Yeah. If you know anybody in the other states that haven't yet downloaded us or <laughs> any of the uh, countries that haven't yet downloaded us, feel free to, you know, uh, have them download so we can get excited about, hey, the, call- about yeah. the map growing. Yeah. T- tell your cousin in North Dakota to tune in. There you go. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another episode of more of a more Philly Union. Uh, we're your host. I'm Paul. I'm C. Our bag policy supposedly comes from MLS. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. But uh, I...
I called today and I, I asked and the lady's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's really confusing on the website. We've asked MLB to change the wording so many times and they just haven't done it. And she's like, so here are the rules. First of all, um, your bag has to be cute. Secondly, <laughs> I just wanted to talk to her the rest of the afternoon. I'm like, just keep going. <laughs> 